0: Hello, we're the Sticky Bun Boys. I'm Chalk and I'm Cheese. We are back. We didn't really go away, David. Yeah, but it sounds much more fun. As you were. Well, we are back and we're diving back in time to 2011 when Michael was just potty trained to review the second series of the Great British Bake Off. folded of you to assume and potty trained now. 13 years later. Oh, what a lovely image. <laughs> Let's move on as quickly as possible. See you after these.
1: There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.
0: Okay, David, the year is 2011. What were you doing in 2011? Oh, 2011. You didn't give me much time to prepare for this. No, it was quite a good question, I think, though. Oh, 2011. I think I might have been living in Malawi. Fun. Yeah. Do you want to know where I was? Where were you? I finally finished secondary school. (laughs) Oh, no. Isn't that nice? Oh, that's really dirty. Dirty? just dirty in my head. What's happening in your head? Because you're too young. Like, look at you. You're so young. (laughs) okay i thought it goes to something else there fine so this year is the second series of bake-off and they've settled a little bit so they're now at the valentine's mansion which they claim is on a country estate but it's actually just in essex in london oh is it it's down the road from henry's house oh oh yes because henry always said that he was near where they filmed like it's the original literally one. five minute walk from his front door like we went on a walk past it and you can see it on the left-hand side have you not been no we should do like a field trip one day Let's do it for Patreon. That would be fun. Please use the thunder name for Patreon. Only plans For our only plans. Our only plans are going to get us going on a field trip with Henry Fun. to Valentine's Mansion, the Fun. home of Bake Off. So allegedly thousands entered this year's search. It probably means a couple of hundred were approached by producers, <laughs> um, but they're all proper normos. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Which is lovely. Yeah. Like a really nice season. I thought quite like higher production value, but still quite rough and ready. It does feel like they've already settled into what we know as Bake Off now. Mm. And it does feel nice. Like the tent, the green carpet in the tent's quite nice. Oh, I, I, I th- think it's too green. It's quite aggressively green. Oh, I quite like it because it reminds me of grass. Sure, perhaps. Stuff. They outline the format, which is three increasingly difficult challenges, which is interesting because I don't think they technically are anymore. Oh, so the signature is meant to be the easier one. Yeah. Than the technical and then it's going to be really tricky for the shows, but that makes exactly. sense. Exactly. It makes so much more sense. But now I don't think... No, they're all just difficult in different ways. Right, exactly. I think they don't quite match anymore. However, it's interesting. And for the first time ever, we now have a star baker as well as someone leaving the tent. And also Mel and Sue are kind of, I think Mel and Sue have shifted slightly. So rather than just like telling facts all the time, they're kind of buying into the mythology of the show. Yeah. So they're kind of bigging up the characters of Paul and Mary. And like they're being a bit more innuendo-y. Like it's starting to kind of build its own mythology, I think. Yeah. I remember meeting Ed Kimber, winner of series one, at an event. And he was saying how Bake Off just wants to pretend that his series hadn't happened. And I didn't really get it at the start because I was like, well, why is series one so much more different? Like why? Because series two, it wasn't a big program already. But now you see series two is the start of Bake Off Real. Like the series format. one is like the pilot, basically. Yeah, you've got Mary as the character of the grandmother. You've got Paul as the intimidating baker. Like it, it's it's much more what we know now. So let's move straight on then to something that isn't the same anymore, which is a signature bake, which is, quote, to be nothing too complicated. Isn't that nice? Do you remember those really simple ones that we did, David? Oh, yes. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So they have to make their signature bake in cake week, 24 cupcakes, up to two varieties in two hours. What do you think on that? I think it's a fantastic one challenge. I have to say, though, you say it's simple and they're kind of going back to that. That that is a simple brief. But already it did feel that everyone was trying to go a bit fancy and push the boat out. Wasn't this the challenge for the final signature or final final technical Oh yeah, there was a new signature. Yeah, they had to do a signature, so it's the exact same challenge (laughs) as they (laughs) did last year. Just continue where we left off. (laughs) It's good though. Like twenty-four is quite difficult to do in that time. Up to two varieties. So you can be boring, but everyone's going to try and do two, surely. And two hours is like a tight amount of time, but just about enough. Yeah, it's definitely tight if you're going to be doing fancy decorations. Yeah. We got our first On Your Marks Get Set Bake for the first time ever. I know, it felt so good. And hearing Melon Sue say it again, I love it. Yeah. So they're looking for consistency of size, they say. And they also say overfilling will lead to an unacceptable mushroom top. David, do you think mushroom tops are unacceptable? No, I love a mushroom top. Do you? Also, muffins, you want a mushroom top. Do you? Yeah, the muffin top. The whole, but like the big American muffins, you get like that little edgy bit. So why do we call it a mushroom top and not a muffin top? I think they didn't know what they were talking about back then. I think it's probably always called a muffin top in America, maybe. I was hoping you were going to go rude with that, but you didn't, so it's fine. (laughs) Also, Paul criticizes loads of these bakers for going too complex, which really grinds me gears. I think Paul would quite like a mushroom top. I think Paul's got a mushroom top. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a really big mushroom top. oh david <laughs> oh. okay so we have done a meet the queens on the only plans but we'll do a quick rundown of the bakers as we go through them first up is ben who is is he is he is he gay is he the gay i don't know he's musical theater so No, i think he is no posh is the gay yeah but you don't think ben is as well Bring him (laughs) home. that's a giveaway for the next episode. (laughs) We're going to do this in every episode. ben basically there's a, it's either in this episode or one coming up where he does like a really awkward singing bit for his backstory and i can't stop <laughs> thinking about it when it's the episode it's on can we try and get the recording and play it Bring him home. we don't need to we've got michael <laughs> <laughs> so he's making rhubarb and custard muffins cupcakes yep, cupcakes and chocolate mint cupcakes well actually they were after eight They actually did use Did they? Yeah, After 8 is A really nice chocolate in the UK It's really thin Mm. Cream mint with chocolate Covering it Oh, it's lovely I think they're both Brilliant ideas Rhubarb and custard You do not go wrong with that Are we going to do our new structure Where we go straight to judging per person Or are we going to Go through them all Then go to judging Isn't this fun for podcasting For you to hear us Work out the logistics I say you choose Because I've not written any judging down Uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Classic. So for the judging, he had a nice light sponge with delicate flavours, quite boring, really. So Joe, who is 41, is making chocolate orange and orange and cardamom cupcakes. Absolutely iconic. So basically, Michael's got his favourite for the series. <laughs> I don't think I'd ever heard of that flavour combination until a couple of years ago. But she must have invented it. Like whatever her name was last year, Miranda made lemon invented lemon bristles. Trizzle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly the same thing. And then the judging, they said they looked and tasted beautiful. They did look really, really impressive. Mm. They said that she's got four kids or something, and they rate her food each day. That's quite like, intense, isn't it? Sounds just like a little bratty kids. <laughs> Take this back. Like, <laughs> Maybe I'll start doing that for you. Whenever you bring things in, I'll be like, four. I know, the thing is, I don't really bring... I just tell you I'm going to bring things. I never actually bring them Every episode, he's like, next time I'll bring this. Nothing. Empty-handed every single time. One time I will. Mm, I don't believe it. Jason, who's a 19-year-old engineering student from Croydon, who I love by the way, was making lemon meringue cupcakes and apple and cinnamon cupcakes with creme pat, which sound delicious. Sound delicious. Didn't really. That no, is... I mean, messy presentation. It tasted good, though. Yeah, they did. They really liked the taste. A creme pat. you'd have to make it really thick to be able to pipe it on. It was just like a custard that you put on top of a cup because if you had a cupcake where you know if the cake doesn't reach the paper bit the paper bit's got mm. a bit of a collar then it would work quite well mm. maybe I thought it was interesting making the creme pat though because Paul was criticizing him for not using vanilla pods because he was I using mean... vanilla essence and then Jason basically just replies being like I'm Paul <laughs> yeah I'm 19 also vanilla pods he was using vanilla extract which is ba- and he was using vanilla bean paste and he said like saying... it's got bits in it it's the same thing <laughs> I felt like this was like a really a real clear example of Paul trying to like be fancy and then yeah. being completely smacked down, which I absolutely adored. I was outraged by that just because it basically was saying, Paul was saying, why are you poor? Yeah, well, exactly. The, um, in the judging, Mary said, what a shame that top didn't have enough finesse, which is the story of my dating life. Talking of my dating life, Rob is next. Okay, here we start, guys. We've already done an Oni Flans where Michael waxed lyrical on this. I, I, so I, I, I certainly did wax, <laughs> I can assure you that. <laughs> just as a theme for this series. Oh it's gonna be the rob show he's but, hot, i mean he is hot delicious rob is his name like hot he rob. is fit like 10 out of 10 fit i don't think i necessarily have a type do you have a type not really no maybe that sound guy from on from our year the weedy one yeah i think rob is like i don't think i had a type but i think rob might be my type he is there is I is, have, he t- I mean, is he tall he is quite he's probably the same height as you at least i'd like him to be about six foot i think maybe six one Well, you think you're 5'11 you're actually (laughs) 5'10. That's a bit rude. (laughs) Um, I have to say, I'm joking with Michael on this because I 100% agree. He is dashing. He is the trade of the trade of the (laughs) trade of the seasons. He's got lovely skin, his hair. He's got even this little Mm. chipped tooth gives Mm. him this like kind of edge I don't know it's just something about him I'm sorry to Chiggs I'm so sorry Chiggs you've been supplanted in my heart I'm going to replace that framed picture of you beside my bed and have Rob in it instead you could have both do you know what I would love to have both <laughs> 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 why do I walk
1: into these every so single Rob
0: time? is I put Rob in brackets hot <laughs> he's 25 and a photographer um, so he's making blackberry and vanilla sponge with perno icing and then a grated licorice on top which is interesting what are your thoughts on that I, I, unlike you, because Perno is aniseed, and you do not like aniseed. I quite like it, but I think this was still probably a bit too much. It's a good job he's pretty, though, isn't it? It is a good job job he's pretty. Good idea, though. He's pushing the boat. Yeah, he's, I wish he would. And it doesn't make sense. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) He's, um, so his egg and butter is curdled when he's making the batter, which it always does. And he adds flour to it. And he's like, that'll stop it from curdling. Now, I read this whole thing from John Waite, where he, like, Investigated this, and he was like, "It's nonsense because all the flour is doing is just thickening what you're seeing, which means that it looks like it's not curdled, but it still is. But also, it doesn't matter because it'll just even itself out in the oven. Is that right? I totally agree with that. I think when you do eggs into the butter and sugar, it always kind of goes a bit curdly. Sometimes it looks more unless curdled. you get like the exact sweet spot where they are the exact same temperature, the eggs and the butter, within like point one of a degree. Yeah, and then it emulsifies basically, and it then it's absolutely becomes... fine. Yeah. But like. They're never gonna go together, really. But I wish th- Rob could hit that sweet spot. <laughs> I think he has. It sounds like. Um, I think I agree that they. It doesn't really matter once you've put the flour in and you mix it in. Mm. It even if it's cold before, it looks fine, and then it bakes fine anyway. Yeah, and talking of baking, when they came out of the oven, he said some of his cakes didn't rise; they just flopped out. Has that happened to you before? No, never. Never. (laughs) They've always risen perfectly, have they? Yes. It comes out perfectly risen. (laughs) Uh, He did also say they didn't look like, he was like, oh, these don't look like I wanted them to. And Sue replied by saying, well, that's because you're a perfectionist. No, I can confirm they looked shit. That's not because he's a perfectionist. They looked awful. (laughs) Paul hated them. he was so rude. He was like, these are disgusting. You must try harder. He said, to be honest with you, it's disgusting. That's not okay. Partly because he was really only talking about the taste. He doesn't like the aniseed I'm going to tell you now, Paul, back off. (laughs) 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 Let's move on. Uh, Janet, the Scouse granny, made raspberry and cream ones. They dipped in the middle and they were a bit of a disaster. No flavour and ugly you kind of think that this is the absolute disaster you don't want to. You go and bake off, mm. you've been baking for years, they've talked about the fact you've been baking for like literally 100 years, and then you go for cupcakes, and they look terrible, and they've sunk in the middle. Yeah, um, then Posh Ian, no idea what he made, but apparently they liked them. Oh, I've not got anything written down, did they not tell They us? just literally skimmed over, me, didn't even exist in this episode. And then I wrote the word Keith. <laughs> 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 but that's all I wrote. <laughs> so the strange thing about Bake Off is... In the future, as in future series to this, there's a certain thing where you know when people go out in the first few weeks because they get a lot of airtime because it's kind of like, oh, they're going to go. So let's get, <laughs> let's, you know, put a lot of airtime for them. Keith, I mean, it's not too much for a to say he goes home this week and you don't even see him in the, the episode. He's, he's, he's cut out of the signature completely. God bless him. <sighs> he made some Earl Grey cupcakes and they said they were very doughy. Is that what they said? I, I literally thought they'd ignored him. No, there was, a, there was a tiny little bit. Was he straight after Rob? <laughs> Probably, yes. <laughs> uh, next up was Ovashi, who is a 40-year-old marketing manager, and she made, these sound delicious, cherry blossom and Japanese lime cupcakes with yuzu. Yeah. Oh, that sounds like my mouth is watering thinking about that. And again, the amount of times I just keep—I feel like a broken record because I, there's so many things that I don't realize were so early on in the Bake Off mm. life. Like I thought Yuzu came in, in series five or mm. something. But it's people from different countries—that's how it's getting in there. Yeah. She had a problem with a clogged tip, so she couldn't pipe. Has that happened to you before? Yeah, that actually really has. Regular, to me. regular. How's your pipe? Clogged. <laughs> <laughs> Alex is now just—oh, Alex is eating his cucumber. He's from his got payments. a mouthful of cucumber and is struggling with a clogged pipe. Bless him. Um, they. <laughs> they said it tasted nice but they didn't like the flowers because they weren't edible so she had like decorated her thing no. her cakes with some roses i mean they weren't roses she'd put full massive orchids on oh, every orchids. single cake it was quite funny i liked it at the start of that because paul started schooling about adding too much liquid to her mix and then sue like pointed out like She's made these quite a few times. And I's like, yeah, yeah I've, I've made them. I've practiced them. They're okay. Like You don't need to tell me about this. And they were good. Uh, we'll fire the other couple because we're just talking for too much, apparently. Simon is a 31-year-old ex-military rugby coach. He made some Guinness chocolate cake with Bailey's frosting, which looked delicious. Paul said he didn't like chocolate and Guinness together despite me having read a recipe from Paul for chocolate Guinness <laughs> cakes. Holly is 31 from Leicester, made cherry bakewell cupcakes and ginger ones, which were fine. And Mary Ann was ignored the entire challenge, but made some nice cupcakes at the end. And Yasmin. Her's oh, with, yeah. Did right right you Were they good? Yeah, they were good. Yeah. Ready for some BB? Oh, yes, please. Ready for some BB? You want some BB now? Mm-hmm. BB right now? So cupcakes were first made in stately homes and they were called cupcakes because they were made in teacups. Oh, that's Which is shape. interesting. And then they were turned out. So they were made in that shape and then they kind of turned upside down and popped out. And apparently posh people used to drink tea in little tea bowls at the end oh no it's not quite then because I actually did I've started watching you watched B- it I've been watching BB starting to enjoy BB nowadays I, I've heard that normally it was a private browser <laughs> I love it because first of all there was Dr. Annie Gray who was the histori- food historian well, you've actually taken notes and well no I, I know her she's really good she's in the kitchen cabinet podcast it's very good anyway <laughs> I'm glad you said a podcast there the most the most interesting thing was the fact that Sue to mix these cupcakes used her hands like the past though it's from the past I know but it was so weird I like how you showed me what her hand was there in case I wasn't sure <laughs> it's like big bare hand like with a batter like All right she has dainty little lovely hands actually she does not sue <laughs> show <us> your hands <laughs> the technical was a coffee and walnut battenberg in two hours and they didn't have to make the marzipan did they not have to make they it? didn't have to make the marzipan isn't that outrageous? I mean, for those of us on later seasons, these things are outrageous to us. I did love, though, that Ivashi knew how to make it because she'd seen Dot make the money EastEnders for her <laughs> yes, husband, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> but then everyone, surely everyone doesn't. Everyone knows that thing where they pretend they don't know what it is. Everyone knows what a Battenberg is. Roughly, at least. They had to make it in one tin, though, which we had to do in our first episode. Yeah. So basically, they get given one tin and they have to line it with foil and then, like, make a ridge in the middle out of foil. And it's this really fancy half foil, half baking parchment paper that no one has. It's absolutely nonsense. It just makes it all about maths rather than anything else. This, I think, is a very good technical because it's different cakes, there's measuring, there's different elements to it. There's, it has to look pretty like a Battenberg. Everyone knows what it looks like and it's mm. quite precise. I mean, that all said, yeah, you're absolutely right, but it was a really boring bit of the episode. It was. <laughs> but nothing it was. happened. It went straight to judging and in the judging, they looked at Janet dead in the face and said, somebody's been beating very hard. <laughs> And then Janet, for the first time we see her doing this, Janet's eyes just, like, popped out of her head. Like, you know how in a skull with no skin, the eyes look, like, they're really bulgy? Yeah. Every so often, Janet just, like, has, like, a quick, like, look to the side, and her eyes go... (laughs) <laughs> and it's weird because she actually has got quite hidden eyes normally they're quite sunken then they just suddenly fire Pop out you. yeah and i don't mean this in a cruel way it's just like funny to see her because she just looks so shocked yeah um, so when they told her to be beating very hard that happened and the bottom was keith who is still absent from the episode and then joe was second from bottom and ian posh ian third from bottom the top three was hot rob ben and then in first place came holly um well done, holly. what is who's holly again what has she done she's a kind of Oh, I did not know. Maternity Leave. Yes. Maternity Leave Holly. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Then we move on to the Showstopper, which is now called a Showstopper for the first time. So because last time it was just like make a really nice cake. <laughs> and now it's make a showstopper cake. Was it not titled The Showstopper no, this time? We spoke about it. Literally on this podcast. We spoke about it. It uh, was such a long time ago. It was one of a new series now. <laughs> time has passed. So the showstopper is a tiered celebration cake with elaborate multi-layered designs. And they have five hours five hours that's like a bread showstopper yeah but we made a tiered cake didn't we in, in week five yeah and i feel like it was four hours that we were given and that I wasn't think really was, enough i think it was two hours it was 20 <laughs> minutes i've written no idea what jason did and i've also written holly it was fine don't know what it was um, <laughs> i've got jason blank holly blank <laughs> but rob hot rob rob made a genoese sponge that's so strange that you took notice of what rob was doing a, a whole paragraph here darling but he did call it a genoise which is unfortunate. I wish he hadn't done that. Um, (laughs) So he made a Genoese sponge, which is actually, like, all jokes aside, he's clearly very skilled and talented. It was a good cake. Because a Genoese is a cake which has no raising agent. So you have to whip up the eggs and sugar over some heat to kind of get some volume and some air in, and then you fold through the flour. But there's so many times, like, if it's not whipped up enough, you won't get enough air in. If you beat the flour in too hard, you'll lose all the air. So it can come out like a flat pancake and if you whip it too much at the start then even if you've done really well at whipping it then it collapses if it's too far yeah Yeah, it's really hard to do and to make it therefore into a tiered cake it also needs to be stable which is why i was so talented to do that in week five uh, despite it not being mentioned at all by the (laughs) judges (laughs) not bitter (laughs) so he made a genoese sponge with chocolate mousse and chocolate ganache with tempered chocolate it looks and sounded stunning and then and then he was just trying to smooth the sides of his ganache. And then what happened, David? He pushed it off the counter. <laughs> <laughs> Onto the floor, like <laughs> roughly, <laughs> fully, the whole cake on the floor (laughs) right at the end and it genuinely was really good at that point it looked stunning like the ganache was like completely like it was almost mirror glazy with that ganache like it just looked exquisite he'd done a really hard cake and he literally just pushed it onto the floor (laughs) what i liked about this is so when we were in bake-off the judges were very rarely there the hosts were always there presenters the judges were very rarely there Paul rushes over and helps him. It was really sweet, actually. Like, like he was... scooping it with his big hands. His big, his big hands. Like too. Yeah. How could you tell which hands it were? maybe it was paul's maybe sue didn't want to put her hands in so he used paul's hands (laughs) you didn't notice that they'd been very very tanned but yeah paul helped him pick it up and then paul was like here's what you can do to kind of save this so you can present something i thought that was really like genuinely moving for paul that was really nice for him to do i wondered you know you said it was really hard to stack and you managed it Mm. maybe rob was realizing that his cake was already starting to to move a bit so he's like i'll just push it off the edge Paul will then help me And everyone will think it's wonderful (laughs) Well, so he got to the Gingham Malta And he brought up his like one (laughs) One layer of cake with some ganache on it And Paul said it tasted delicious Which is great You don't realise when you're watching it So often people have made something that looks impressive But actually tastes quite horrible Like Mm. bad textures and flavours And so when someone brings something up Even if they've had a disaster like that If it is genuinely a brilliant cake So I think Rob was lucky Because he really aced the cake And Paul said it's a shame you haven't got the top to be honest Which is the story of my life (laughs) hopefully rob wedding. is the top and uh, anyway sorry no uh marianne made an opera cake uh, chocolate and raspberry flavored with eight layers so she had various different bits and bobs going on in uh, there there was not eight layers they asked how many layers she said eight layers four sponges two of buttercream ganache and a mirror glaze they're not layers oh, darling the it. layers are oh. the sponges she had four layers we had a darling there <laughs> you know a mirror glaze isn't a layer <laughs> and it also wasn't tiered it was just on two separate cakes <laughs> yeah, exactly this is outrageous uh, it Tasted lovely though. Simon made a courgette and chocolate cake With vanilla and chocolate buttercream um, It tastes okay but Didn't like that he brought in pre-made chocolate fingers <laughs> no. And the fact that the courgette made it very wet Do you like a chocolate clack-y. finger? Yeah, I do like a chocolate finger <laughs> Sorry, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just realised that works I'm on many sure, levels I'm not sure if Americans even know what a chocolate finger is Other than the chocolate finger you're trying to imply <laughs> So I'm not picturing Simon's we, cake with chocolate fingers all, all around it. But we all know that the chocolate finger I'm implying, you have also sampled. Yeah, definitely. Not Simon's though. I've not tried Simon's like Paul did. Oh. Uh, Joe's cake was fine. Uh, ben. <laughs> I love it when you do this. Like Michael's secret reading through. Like Joe's cake is fine. Holly's was tasty. Next. <laughs> i liked janet's because janet was doing her cake and paul said oh how do you do this marbling and she said it's just the usual sort of sponge type thing and then i knifed in 200 grams of melted chocolate <laughs> It's quite aggressive yeah. really isn't knifed it, it in <laughs> <laughs> apparently it was delicious though um ben made a vanilla sponge with white chocolate raspberry buttercream and color sprayed on like with like a tss, like it's what's it called yeah tss, an air gun air gun um air and brush he, and he used drinking straws for dowels yeah, and he said this is really common. It's like, no, it's so no. that's the first time I've ever seen that. <laughs> Most people use dowels. <laughs> <laughs> he, but he made a beautiful, like a beautiful fondant bow on that. Yeah. Have you just got an email? Yeah. <laughs> we're going to keep that in. You should be mortified. Oh, I don't know how to stop it now, though. Alex is giving you a stern look, despite <laughs> having been clinking around with a metal straw for the past 15 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> Be yeah, a gorgeous fondant bow, like you'd done a lot of like really hard work on that. I Unfortunately, thought. it was a case, unlike Rob's where the cake was really good, mm. it seemed with Ben's that it was style of a substance. Yeah, and then Keith finally we saw what Keith made. Oh, Keith <laughs> Michael, you know when Tom Hovey, who is a brilliant illustrator, he really came into his own with this one with the colour illustrations. When Tom Hovey's illustration looks shit, you know the bake <laughs> is gonna be pretty bad. <laughs> he made a chocolate and sour cream cake, which is sculpted like a train coming out of a tunnel. And then just stuck up toy trains on it. He didn't even make <laughs> them out of fondant or anything. It wasn't ideal. Then the, the BB... Did you watch the BB? Oh, no. The BB was that there used to be a competition to make Winston Churchill's cake, the end. <laughs> <laughs> and also, Avashi and Yasmin, they didn't exist in the Oh, stage I, d- I didn't even write their names down. No, they, but they didn't exist. They really, really didn't. It's weird, isn't it? Because now they make such a big effort to make sure that everybody is represented in the episode. Yeah. Do you think it's better to not have people and focus more on others when there's loads of people in the tent or have less time but for everyone well that's quite a good serious podcasting question i think it's better to the way they're doing it because i'm finding these episodes really entertaining i think it's brilliant i yeah. loved this episode you're gonna get the complaints the only people that are gonna complain are the actual bakers mm. who always complain about edit and airtime and stuff but we're only noticing because <laughs> <Pot we're... kettle. laughs> no. but we're i'm already... pretty sure i read a guardian interview from you and you were like that's not what i'm like at all i wasn't even in this series <laughs> I was barely in the first episode. No, no I, but, that's, but that's what I'm saying. Generally, the bakers will be the ones that complain mm. the public aren't going to know. And we're only noticing because we're writing notes. I've actually written notes, everybody. Probably, in yeah. fact, I've written more notes than we've even talked about this Growth. Time. <laughs> I was going that thing on your neck. Um, <laughs> so the, the, the result, the first ever star baker was Holly from, mater- from maternity leave. And leaving after making but one cake was Keith. <laughs> but one cake. That's all we saw. So we have our first lever, but also the first ever Star Baker. It's such it's such a lovely feeling to win Star Baker, isn't it, David? Hmm. Michael's giggling away. And he's like, <laughs> yes, it's such a wonderful feeling. Who would know? <laughs> I'd know, actually. Anyway, let's get on to this week's taste test, which came from Riley. And they say that macaroni cheese is only edible if it's got tomato ketchup mixed through it. Interesting. Right. Well, you have about 30 seconds to decide whether Riley should continue to walk the streets or whether they deserve to go straight to jail. Are your buns drying out? I beg your pardon. I mean, could your buns be kept stickier? The eternal question. I suppose the answer is yes. Well, I'm here to help. I thought you were married. Behave. If you'd like extra helpings of Sticky Bun Boys each and every week, all you have to do is join our OnlyFans. Each week, you get an ad-free version of our podcast, as well as bonus bits, including recipes and access to our own little community of soggy bottoms. And all it costs is the price of a coffee each month. Check us out at patreon.com forward Sticky Bun exclamation mark what i like about this taste test is that we're not really hungry for this episode because we've had something to eat because macaroni and cheese if we were talking about macaroni and cheese cheese. so we talk about how you were saying that riley's a street walker (laughs) i said it wrong yeah i didn't mean to say that (laughs) or a streaker sex workers work uh what do you think I wouldn't mind if I had a really crispy macaroni cheese top. I could put a bit of tomato ketchup on top, but no, not really. I feel like what they're doing is like they're mashing it up and stirring it through the sauce. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't think I want that. No, because it says, yeah, you're right. It says mix through it's it. It's making it kind of sweet. But I don't think it needs to be sweet, personally, in my opinion. Here's a controversial topic. I don't like the ones where people mess around with macaroni cheese. It's just basic and simple good and creaminess. they're messing around? Like adding like 12 different cheeses or adding textures into it. It's just a creamy sauce with pasta. But I love a mixture of cheeses. Like with a bit of smoked applewood, a bit of a cheddar, like a, mixing up the different cheeses can give you some nice bits. I actually do like the sound of that now. Yeah, right. And then it also a different cheese for your topping to make That's, it like a nice, crunchy, yeah, different flavour, like but, a smoked topping. But don't add crisps onto that topping or anything like oh, that. Oh no, no, no. I can't be arsed with that. Actually, I'm, here, do you know what? I'm going down this hill. Stop adding crisps to shit. Yes. Yes. Oh Alex likes crisps Really? <laughs> yeah But like yeah, I like crisps But I don't want it crunched on top of things A crisp sandwich Grow up Oh I like crisp sandwich That's one of my favourite ever I repeat myself Grow up I mean do Because I had it as a child I don't sure, have them anymore sure. but What else could you put crisps in? You know, when people put them on top of casseroles and things. Oh, gross. Or sometimes people put them in biscuits and things to get that salty just crunch. Put, that you know. Just put salt in or have a potato. Calm yeah. down. Like, oh, have a potato. <laughs> it's awful. Have a potato. So basically, <laughs> Riley goes to jail. That should be the new thing. <laughs> Calm down. Have a potato. <laughs> <laughs> you can say that to Paul Hollywood sometimes. Um, Riley is going to jail Got for the macaroni and cheese. And every single person that likes crisps um, goes to jail as well. <laughs> Today? <laughs> no, no. I, You know I love crisps. Yeah. I can eat. I will eat at least one packet of crisps a day. But I just don't want them added to other things. Yeah. Why are we spoiling but crisps? I need to say potatoes then. But why are we spoiling crisps? Have a potato. Have a potato. <laughs> right. This first question comes, this first essay comes from Stephanie. Stephanie from Traitors. Stephanie's one of our only flans. I'm pretty sure of it. I think she's quite an active only flanser. Hello, Michael. And David, yes, the capitalization was intended. So you got really important this. As it should be. You were all in lowercase, actually, which is pleasing. I don't like Stephanie. Our Instagram and like social media presence is entirely in lowercase. Was that because I set it up? Yeah, and I've been trying to follow it. You find that hard? <laughs> well, yeah, because everything always gets capitalized. The first and I always have to go back and change it. Oh, see, I turned off capitalization on my phone like years ago. <gasps> so How'd I you do type that? in non-capitals because I feel like it's quite like conversational but where is it today michael did a sum with a calculator on my phone i did not even know how he did it and apparently it's siri <laughs> And now he's telling me that I can turn off (laughs) capitalisation. It's hard being about 48, isn't it, David? (laughs) I genuinely don't know how to do that. Right. Anyway, on to this question. It's not just a greeting. (laughs) There was more to it. Thank you so much for watching and commenting on series one of Bake Off. I listened to all the latest podcasts while driving for over two hours to and from work in torrential rain, as you call it in Scotland a tuesday or as you call it Scotland, a tuesday a read <laughs> it kept me saying and laughing while knuckle driving conditions so thank you for that a few things oh, i told you <laughs> what have we said i'm so sorry one apple sauce is the consistency of baby food ah and it's fairly bland unless you get the cinnamon version or add cinnamon americans typically eat it when we are kids and when you are on the brat diet when you are sick to your stomach and can't get anything to go down bananas applesauce rice and toast that's bart but ba- ba- bananas applesauce rice and toast spells bart oh yeah and she has Is it bananas brat. rice applesauce and toast i think it must be yeah so a b- bart or brat i've never heard of the brat diet i haven't heard of the brat diet but we don't really? have applesauce yeah, so we yeah. wouldn't be <laughs> excuse me <laughs> Wait, do you have all of those together? Or does it mean it's all you I eat? I think that's all you can eat. I think basically we just have the toast. Like, you're sick, so all you have is dry toast. But they have brats yeah. or barts. I do. <laughs> as maybe maybe bart will make you feel better. Who knows? As a healthcare professional, I do advise people to have bananas. Because it's got you? a lot of potassium and it, it's sweet. Yeah, but if I'm sick, I don't want to be putting bananas on my throat. <laughs> you do. <laughs> <laughs> yes you do michael (laughs) so we've had a lot of messages about applesauce like of of all the things we've spoken about this seems to have been the thing that's really really heated some americans under the collar yeah (laughs) i don't think we were that disparaging about applesauce were we no i think we were confused because i think genuinely people in the uk and no uk people have emailed us so people just don't know what it is (laughs) no to us applesauce is when you're having a sunday roast And you have Mm. pork. People sometimes have applesauce, don't they? Like a spoon of applesauce. Mm. That's all we know it for. But that's quite chunky. It's just... It's a bit more like Branson pickle, but it's with apples. Just apples, yeah. Maybe we'll do that thing where you say you're going to bring it next time, and then we just forget about it and never talk about it again. Yeah, chill out, guys. I'm going to bring it next time. Just have a potato. (laughs) Okay. Two. I was yelling in my car. Oh, wow. Stephanie is really yelling. I was yelling in my car when this came up. It is boy bait. It comes from the Pillsbury Bake Off competition in 1954, when a 15-year-old from Chicago submitted the recipe because of its habit-forming effect on young men. Pause. 15-year-old? Ooh. A 15-year-old submitted a recipe that had a habit-forming effect on young men. And called it boy bait. <laughs> sure. I mean, not going to yuck your yum. Uh, also, she says, it comes from the Pillsbury Bake Off competition. This is why it can't be called Bake Off in America. the baking show. It's from this... Is it because they got cancelled because a 15 year old was trying to lure men with a, with a dessert? I think so. <laughs> this is the second thing that I got in trouble from lo- on lots of people's Instagrams and comments. For saying boy. Because bait. I corrected you being like, no, David, it's a boy bake. <laughs> That's so embarrassing for you. Well, <laughs> it yeah, out to because be me. who would think it was called boy bait? That is well quite well strange. a 15 year old from the cancelled Pillsbury Baker. Wow. Anyway, Stephanie says I looked this up after watching the episode from some time back, and my husband has been wanting me to make it for him. I keep lacking one ingredient or another. We have buckles, crisps, crumbles, all in the same dessert family as boy bait. I have many questions. You, I have you can so start. many questions. First of all, you've already got your husband. Why on earth are you trying to bait him? People your... have open relationships now, David. Why are you being so judgmental? I know I've just got it because she's make... her husband wants to... her to make it for him so that he can bait a boy. Oh, fun! Yes, that's we love it. a bisexual husband. Um, quick question: What's a buckle? No idea. What's a crisp? It shouldn't be in a dessert I can tell you that for sure Well and also to be fair Unless she's trying to be Anglicized I don't know what crisps are In America Because they say chips do not they they? Oh no I was about to say That's the wrong way around I was about to google it But I feel like we've We've been talking a lot About Stephanie already So let's move on to the next Right we don't know what Buckles crisps and crumbles are Anyway, the next bit. Three, yeah, it doesn't stop. I am shocked you all (laughs) haven't talked about season one's crime scene investigation flashback. (laughs) This is true. I had this written down. We just didn't have enough time. Sorry, Stephanie. Or maybe we did and Alex edited it out. The black and white recaps they do as something out of Law and Order or CSI or some other murder mystery show. It was very jarring to me when we watched season one and I kept expecting some sort of voiceover like, and she dragged the body out of the tent and cleaned the kitchen with bleach to remove the blood stains." It's so true. Like when they're talking around like the table when they're doing the judging, it does look exactly like CSI Welford. And so sometimes it <laughs> made it really jerky as well. I beg it was really weird. Jerky? Yeah, like it was kind of like Dis- oh dis- yeah. yeah yeah like when it's like lots of photographs kind of zooming yes. in on something it was very bizarre <laughs> anyway stephanie finishes by saying this has been stephanie's podcast it's been lovely <laughs> love the podcast you're both fantastic i always listen to the end of the episodes because i cannot get enough stay sticky oh she's st- from colorado oh yeah i, didn't I don't they have there. springs there colorado springs i guess so if they've got the name <laughs> 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 it a be strange name to call it otherwise <laughs> i love stephanie we love you that was fun i quite enjoyed like a multiple part thing and also i feel like that kind of sums up series one because those were the kind of big points that we hit throughout the series oh yeah because now we're on series two thank you stephanie for doing this podcast for us and summing up season one so next week one thing i really am gonna do is i'm gonna bring michael a boy bait so he can get some lovely boys around here it's called grinder david (laughs) well it was certainly nice to see the inbox bulging again yes but we do all know what happens to bulges. What happens to bulges, David? Well, bulges always go down after the initial outburst. Depends on the bulge. Stop saying bulge. Bulge. <laughs> <laughs> Can you believe people have listened to 36 episodes of this nonsense? If by nonsense you mean world-class content, then yes. Please keep filling our inbox with your thoughts, stories and questions. We do love to see it bulge. Stop it, Michael! Okay, please email us at stickybumboys at gmail.com or we do love a DM slide on Instagram or Twitter at stickybumboys. We all we also have our only plans where we have uploaded a Meet the Queens for Series 2 of Bake Off, as well as various other bits and bobs, all for the price of a coffee a month. And while we're plugging ourselves... You shifted awkwardly when you said that. Well, I was thinking about plugs. <laughs> Aren't we all? <laughs> Please do leave us a review on your favourite podcast app. We'd love to reach more Soggy Bottoms out there. Right, that's your lot. We'll see you next week with some more tarts. The Queen of Tarts, Mary. Berry. <laughs> Ready for the boring bit? Let's go. The Sticky Bun Boys are not endorsed by or affiliated with Love Productions, The Great British Bake Off, or any of its subsidiaries. All views and opinions are our own. The Great British Bake Off and all related content are registered trademarks and copyrights of their respective trademark and copyright holders. Very professional, David. In (laughs) one breath. (laughs) We're all just having a bit of fun, aren't we?
1: (laughs) Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget?